0: hello my little mistakers and welcome to the humor in mistakes podcast where we encourage everyone to find humor in their mistakes this week we have the stunning Pamela D Hardy she's an actress she has a lot of great insight she's a wonderful guest but before we get to that I want to talk about the fact that I have not seen Avengers Endgame yet, and the reason I haven't is because I'm on call this week, but you know what, I've managed to avoid all spoilers because I've logged out of every Facebook, every Instagram, every Twitter, I've avoided all social media because I know how the world works now, spoilers are a thing, I victim blame when it comes to spoilers. If you see spoilers, it is now your fault. Only you can prevent forest fires, and by that I mean spoilers. And I know that was a little insensitive to my California listeners, so uh, I wanna drop a nugget of information to make up for it to my Western-bound audience. My teacher used to tell me that no matter how old you get, Never forget how to stop, drop, and roll. Hello, my little mistakers, and welcome to the Humor and Mistakes podcast. Uh, I'm doing it from a different location with my friend, Pamela D. Hardy. She's an actress, and uh, we met, what, like six, seven months ago?
1: Yeah, I think it was, like, last summer
0: so it was longer than that we've known each other a while now yeah uh so i invited you on the show because when we met Mm -hmm. i told you about the show and mistakes and you just got excited you were like i've made plenty of mistakes (laughs)
1: yeah yeah (laughs) um
0: so i want to get started by telling the people just who you are just like uh if you were giving me an elevator pitch i'm a famous director um we're in the elevator together pitch me
1: Alright, hey, how are you doing? What's
0: up? I'm a famous director who's shooting Iron Man 7.
1: Really? That's fantastic. I've seen all the other six. Okay. Hey, I am a actress, and I have been at it for 20 plus years. Wow. Well, it might make me kind of insignificant in the scheme of things in youth, but... No, no, we're I looking pack to a po- switch
0: up oh, Iron Man. We want it to be a female.
1: Uh, well, I'm I'm the gal for it because I can do comedy, I can do drama, cry on cue, um, you know, bitch your moan, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I got it all. I've got the whole package.
0: That's what I need. I need Everything.
1: You got I need it. you to
0: pay, play three different characters. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, Iron Man. I need you to play him, her. Okay. I need you to play his love interest and the enemy as well.
1: Wow, that sounds like everything that already exists in my head. So I'm good to go. There
0: we go. Uh, so tell me about your childhood. Like, did you grow up wanting to act? Like, were you playing different characters as a kid?
1: Um. Well, needless to say, I grew up. Uh, well, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. And um, dirty Jersey. D- <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Which exit? <laughs> um, but a- around a lot of like woods, so I was always really outside. Unlike kids of today that you know stare at screens all day. I was staring at like nature, climbing trees, um, and always playing pretend. Like I was that little girl with her older sister playing Barbies getting them naked under the covers i mean we were like full soap opera barbie like directors i guess so the time. like
0: you could imagine it like
1: oh yeah
0: i remember that i have like my power ranger doll that like yeah. we used to go on missions together means me tommy and zordon like i could see it in my head happening
1: very cool yeah. all right yeah. so you you know you I dig it, it. So it was, it was living vicariously through doll play. And then from there, it was like I was always the kid asking why, or if there was a lull anytime, I'm the one dancing in front of family. The so, dolls
0: don't like why. Uh, no. They no. do not.
1: <laughs> very true. Very true.
0: Uh, do you know that now? Like, do you like the question why when you're.
1: I, I still do i mean okay. i'm a middle-aged woman going on seven some days and 107 others so <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm constantly you know I'm, I'm a creature that continuously wants to grow okay. as 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 a spirit you know as a, as not just the flesh and blown but you know i want to be i'm always asking why let's put it that way
0: me too yeah. i get in trouble in meetings because you have to explain to me why we're doing what we're doing yeah and management doesn't like that sometimes
1: no <laughs>
0: um okay so you were you were playing with dolls you were uh your dolls were actresses were they you in a way
1: um well yeah I had to write the storyline okay. so I mean I've directed written acted you know the whole like I was telling in my pitch I really do do it all okay. um and so yeah I, I was I was kind of them wanted to have my you know husband my dream car my dream house all that stuff and um didn't really pan out and you know, real life. But you <laughs> to know. the dolls, it worked. Out. <laughs> to the dolls, it worked great. But yeah,
0: uh. um, yeah. Uh, uh, Tommy got dumped by Kimberly for me, but that never actually had the pink Power Ranger. Uh, that never happened in real life, though. It was it was sad. You know, yeah. Um he she was tired of him always on missions, and okay. I was the guy that would skip saving the world to go chill with her and go to Chuck E. Cheese.
1: Yeah, right. And yeah. she
0: appreciated that about.
1: Well, of course. I mean, that's a hell of a good date to take a gal. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so you were playing with dolls. Um, when did acting first occur to you? I know you went to Columbia, right?
1: I did. I did. Um, this is Columbia in Chicago. Yeah. You know, I don't want to like put a feather in my cap that I did the Columbia. <laughs> you know, Columbia? My, my my grades weren't a uh, weren't Columbia, New York uh, <laughs> level, but. Um, yeah, I went to Columbia College in Chicago, and um, I went as a film student. Um, my emphasis being screenwriting, and since I always loved to play, you know, little acting in high school, cheerleading. So of course, you know, you're in front of a crowd, that sort of thing. That when I got to Columbia, I minored in acting, so it was kind of flip flop.
0: Did you do that in high school as well? Like, what would describe high school Pamela?
1: Um, high school Pamela, although I was a cheerleader. I hung out with like the gearheads as we call them then and on up to like Mr. and Ms. Popularity. What are gearheads? Gearheads! Oh, the people that worked in the shop. See, back in the day there was auto shop as an elective. I mean a full garage with the kids that were always kind of greasy, smoking. Is that you know? where
0: the greasers came from? Like I, the-
1: exactly. In Greece, if you remember the movie correctly, they like, had the guys that were working on a car, and it was the middle school.
0: Okay, and so like were those so like were those actual gangs? Like, cause I only remember greasers like they had beef with maybe like the jocks. So was like that that another segment I got to miss out on? Like I could have been right. a greaser.
1: You could have been, but okay. you see, you know, Pamela in a nutshell. In high school, I hung out with everyone. I was no top dog. I you know I kind of blended with a lot of different. Clicks okay, so yeah, so
0: like, so you could fix a car, you could uh, cheer, oh, uh, you yeah. could go play a sport, which really is a sport. Thank Don't you roast me. very much, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, yeah, um, yeah. So you you blended in with everyone, yeah,
1: yeah. I hung with everybody.
0: So tell me, you were a director and then you decided to add on uh, uh, the modern acting, yeah. When did you decide to do that?
1: Um. It was, well, I was taking classes at Columbia and also taking classes in, uh, at the Chicago Actor's Studio. Um, the, the director of the school was Ed Fogel. I'm kind of curious where he is now, but he, I guess I talk really tight in the jaw. So during some of these classes, we would have to study the opening of, um, Julius Caesar. Uh, you know, Whereth all rejoice, what conquest brings he home? I swear to God, if I really tapped into my brain, I could probably remember the opening to Julius Caesar. But I talked so tight in my jaw, I would have to stand in front of the class with a freaking cork in my mouth. And not like a little wine cork, those fat corks, and do it.
0: Like just opening up your mouth wide? If, yes. Oh, yeah. You're talking to McNeil. I'm a mumbler. See? So, like, you have to open up your mouth to talk.
1: Yeah. I know. I know, and I still struggle with it. Sometimes I see, you know, new headshot pictures were just done, and I'm like, girl, why is your jaw so damn tight? What, where is the stress coming from?
0: Blame the jeans. Blame your jeans.
1: Uh, all right. Now, yeah, that's for another session <laughs> o- on a couch with a different person with a notepad. <laughs> you know, uh,
0: maybe one day, maybe this podcast will turn into like I'll start giving out therapy advice. Hey,
1: and- anything's possible. You
0: know, yeah. Um, Okay, so you're you're learning to become an actress, right? Uh, when do you move to California to go do it?
1: Uh, it was right after right after college. Oh, you didn't uh, even
0: think about it.
1: Oh, I was like out of there. I mean, I knew I knew that's where I wanted to go, and ended up um, in a beach community called Hermosa Beach, which was I still long for it. It was so awesome. It was outside of LA, so I'd have to like really travel into audition, but um, I loved it
0: describe a beach community like what is it like I imagine it's like a bunch of dudes with long hair and and everybody just is walking around the surfboard like you gotta you gotta have a surfboard in your hand to get in
1: yes that's very true I did have rollerblades so okay. I kind of you know I played the part somewhat okay but um, it's called the South Bay um, south of Los Angeles and it's there's a major strand it goes from like Redondo Beach on up to Venice and yeah, you do see the surfers, but where I was is mostly volleyball. Like the professional circuit is in Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach, and I just you know to make ends meet, I worked at a little like Irish pub, um, slinging you know drinks and everything else. And uh, really, what was the best part? You don't you don't have to get in your car at all, which you know L.A. I, I think you said you've been out there. Yeah, it's. The traffic's hellacious. How
0: do you get around without a car? You, know? you is- can
1: well in the South Bay, you can walk. Like, okay. oh, I need to go to the grocery store. You walk up a few blocks to the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway. Oh, I go. You know, my work was like four blocks from my house, so it was really chill. Okay. Very chill surfers. You know, pot smokers. The whole everything you would expect. Yeah.
0: Chill can be so addicting. Like that's why I had to get out of Wilmington because uh, Wilmington has a beach and everything was so chill. Like you just no one stresses about anything, yeah. and yeah. it's like you can't. Sometimes you gotta stress a little bit, like just yeah. to get something done. Did you ever have that effect where you're like, I'm not stressing out about anything?
1: Right. Oh yeah. No. I I'm, I I would like to move back to Hermosa <laughs> Beach if it wasn't like I don't know. I I occasionally I get on Zillow. And it's like, or hot pads or any of those sites. And I'm like, oh, let's see how much rent would be. And you're in 300 square foot, 400 for like $3,000 a month. I'm like, who's paying that? It's,
0: It's dummies. The way people don't understand the way economics works is if something is ridiculously priced, no one should pay it. So the price comes down.
1: Snap, and that
0: that's thats 101. That's 101. Yeah. Well, people will pay for something expensive and complain about it.
1: What are you go- do? I, I know, I know. That's, what, that's another I don't want to go on a tangent, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: People <laughs> irritate me. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you're living your life in L.A. How's uh-huh. that going?
1: Um, I, I Barely making rent. I mean, I was living the full starving artist. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't know or blow anyone so i didn't get too far. <laughs> yeah, that's that pretty much sums it up. So it's like struggling, struggling, working to make connections. This is before internet. It's I used well, to see
0: yeah. before internet, maybe you should have done it. Like before internet, <laughs> I might have been out there embarrassing myself like seriously all you got to do is destroy a couple VHSs. like
1: I had to go to the post office with my 8 by 10 printed headshot with my resume stapled to the back to submit to jobs like that's yeah
0: printed you don't just send it to them
1: um well I mean yeah you would send it to the production house or the agent or you know whoever you're sending it to but you had to physically mail them
0: see the internet <laughs> messed up so many things like, if the internet didn't exist, I'd probably be a completely different person. I'd be so trash sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Nothing could turn up. Yeah. I'd be in L.A. just being a hoe, uh, sleeping that's with directors. Where,
1: we're getting to that story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might want to edit everything up to there. That was some boring-ass stuff. Oh, no, okay, okay. Oh, I didn't know. Like, you know, I might swear, but I don't oh. know.
0: We're not on the radio, so feel free oh, to do you. you fuck yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have yeah. this option for people. I'm like, hey, if you can't handle radio editing, yeah. uh, we'll interview you offline. And so, yeah, you're okay. one of All those right. ones. Cool.
1: I know, especially when I start getting real... Amped up. They'll just fly. That's the Midwest in me. Okay. I mean, you know, being a Jersey girl originally, but Chicago's more in my blood. So you,
0: you mix Chicago and Jersey, and this yeah. is what you get.
1: Yeah, I shaved my mustache, and the bangs went down. Uh, okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, What else do people know so they get to know you, so they have an ultimate perspective on who Pamela is? Like, t- talk about who you are now. Uh, well, I'm or- a survivor. I mean, I'm a
1: survivor on so many levels. I've had, um, you know, over a dozen cancer scares, over like 13 major surgeries. I'm like the bride of Frankenstein underneath my clothes, which I'm sure paints like a beautiful picture. But for for that, (laughs) all right, (laughs) get outside the box. I don't need tats. All my tats are like scars. But um, yeah, I'm a survivor, and I haven't let life and other things have transpired. Of course, life happens, but. you know I haven't let it really bring me down I have to really I, I look like Abraham Lincoln said you know you choose happiness so it's like I try to focus on gratitude and what's good so if anything I'd say I'm a survivor I'm a creative I'm silly too I am like down out silly I think some people meet me and they're like oh she seems so serious it's like man you don't know me at all
0: <laughs> get to know me yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. silly survivor there uh, you go
0: uh, SS, you're a SS. I'm an SS. You're an SS. Uh, how did you uh, I wonder how did you get back over to here to North, good old North Carolina? Oh
1: man, that's like a few hours uh, <laughs> conversation. Well, I from Los Angeles, which you know there's fun folly you know stories involved in that. like I was touching upon earlier with you before we started. But um, moved out here 20 years ago with my first husband and I was, ended up meeting, marrying someone um, from Los Angeles and we moved out here because my sister and brother-in-law, they were living in Holly Springs and the price, like we were saying, yeah. ridiculous price of living in Southern California, it's like there's no way we can raise a baby in like a one-bedroom place. So True. that's how we ended up here originally. And um, we divorced later on and shoot, after that, I've kind of I lived in San Antonio for a while. Um, then you know, Melbourne Beach was the last stop I was at. and um, the, the hurricane Matthew kind of knocked me out of there. And <laughs> so I said, well, you know, I'm gonna move back up uh, to North Carolina because my son, at the end of eighth grade, he went from living with me to wanting to live with his dad for high school, so that's how that all flip flop. And okay. Mama Bear was like, "All right, you know, ninth, tenth grade, I've been to Florida. The hurricane kicked me out. I'm gonna live in his backyard." So that's there that. we go. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so let's talk about uh, some mistakes that you've made. Uh, you you hinted at one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a mistake, but just a time when you're at a crossroads or uh, you didn't know if some an action you had done was going to turn out all right
1: wow yeah Um, well it was it was actually well back to Los Angeles it was before I met my um, my first husband (laughs) married I'm on Husband 2.0 right now. <laughs> um, right now, I say. Well, <laughs>
0: sometimes, sometimes, you know, you yeah, got to right. get one out of the way. You yeah, know?
1: yeah, it was the practice marriage. Exactly. But, um, you know, we met. I was uh, at the time, I was working for Courtney Love. I was her nanny okay. for Frances Bean. And at the time, she was like five years old. So that was really, really trippy. Um, and I've I worked for a lot of rich and filthy people when I was out there and it was one of those jobs where it's like you know you have to be there to get uh francis up for school and get her to school and then you have the day to yourself and then it starts all over again after school so it was on one of these particular days it was cool out and i had this um this really badass blue healer like the dingo dog in mad max you okay. know, the original like she was crazy lunatic and so i just had her sitting outside the house while i did my duty and you know got her daughter to school and everything and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go down to santa monica and i'm gonna take a jog with my dog
0: santa monica is beautiful
1: oh live there yeah with husband 1.0 <laughs> um so i went down and i had one of those um hyundai's where you had to hold the handle you know lock the door hold the hand this is way before any clickety clickety click and so the dog and I are outside the car, and as I'm holding up the handle to shut the door to keep it locked, I see my keys in the ignition. I'm like, what are you doing? Like that slow motion in my head, like, what are you doing? <laughs> click. Click. I'm like, damn it. No AAA. I mean, you know, I'm like a woman in my young 20s. I, I didn't know.
0: Can I ask a question that may seem dumb?
1: Because
0: yeah. I just thought of this question. Yeah. Uh, you're, And maybe you're going to answer it. What did you do back in the day when you locked your keys in the
1: car? Like,
0: like <laughs> this how do could you be get, a
1: real tutorial today. Like, Maybe. how
0: do you get them out? Do you break the window? Like, do you?
1: They call them slim jims.
0: The little, not, yeah, okay. the thing that
1: you. Because with the older cars, there was always that gap. I mean, I know cars are like more sound, you know, between the window and, you know, between the doors. But yeah, they would just come by. And that's why so many people were, their cars were taken also because the thieves would have Slim Jims so and just cha-ching, cha
0: And there was no GPS. So you could just take uh, somebody's car.
1: Oh, let me tell you, GPS. Uh, That's a whole other thing, but getting around town, especially in a city like Los Angeles, had something called the Thomas Guide. It was about as thick as a phone book, but I'll explain phone books later. I have a feeling, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But I mean, you had to actually coordinate how the hell to get around town. But but yeah, I locked my keys in my car, and well, this comes to it. You're like, how the hell did you get them out? Well, normally, AAA is what is suggested for anyone because you can call them from a payphone phone and say, hey, I lock my keys in my car. Here's my number, my membership number. Please come get me. I didn't have that. So I'm like, well, I came out here to run with my dog. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And as I'm stretching, you know, butt in the air, like good old hamstring stretch, this like surfer-ish guy comes up total like, what's um the dude? He was like the dude. The dude abides. Uh, what's his name? Jeff... Um, uh,
0: Fox. Uh, I can't even think no, no, of okay. the No, no, the...
1: Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot. Um, the Stoney movie with the bowling.
0: The Stoney movie with the bowling. I am... Oh, I'm
1: going to... Well, anyway, but this total, complete surfer...
0: Uh, f- uh, f- Fred Flintstone?
1: No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, man, I can't believe it. It's on the of My Tongue. Anyway, surfer-ish stony guy comes walking up behind me with this little jitsu on a leash and he's like hey what's going on and i'm like hey i just locked my keys in my car he's like oh that's a bummer i I have AAA. my apartment's da 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 uh over there you know i I said well i'm gonna go for a run can i come back in like a half hour or 40 minutes he's like yeah yeah i'll be there so i go for my run go back to the building i can't find the number anywhere i'm like i am so screwed i'm gonna have to walk like six blocks up to the gas station to use a payphone <laughs> to be able to call somebody to help me out and i saw a grill outside i'm like uh a bachelor lives there knocked on his door and it was him and he's like oh yeah go- no no go-
0: so uh, you, yeah, yeah, uh, stereo, them, you, uh, uh yeah yeah uh not stereotyped them yeah uh
1: yeah yeah
0: a grill says bachelor
1: I, to me <laughs> it was like especially these are apartments so of course you can't grill inside you have to have your your tiny tiny little cement area and it's like this monster grill I'm like dudes live there <laughs> <laughs> so I found him we you know we called AAA while we're waiting he's like hey you know uh, you want to see my place, like two bedroom place? And he's walking me around. He's like, "Oh, this is my roommate's room. This is my this is my room." And I see this monster pot plant growing on the side of you know his bedroom towards the light. And he's like, "Oh, uh, do you smell?" Know? And I'm already stressed out. I'm like, "I lock my keys in the car. It's Southern California." I'm like, "Yeah, let's light it up. It. All right." Six weeks later, I married the guy. That. Was- <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was, like, the best, stinkiest weed I ever had in my life, but I certainly felt like I fell in love with him.
0: See, that is a good story, though. Like, even if it doesn't work (laughs) out, like, part of me wants a marriage like that. Like, we just, we met one night. We were bowling. She dropped the bowling ball on my foot, broke my toe, and I
1: proposed right then. Like Yeah. I was hoping for the old couple, like, oh, this is how we met. I mean, you know, but I don't think a lot of those older stories involve, like, smoking mass amounts of marijuana and, you know, falling in love. Well,
0: the normal story's boring. Like, you ask (laughs) her out on a date, y'all date for a year and a half, two years, then you propose, you, it's just, that's boring.
1: Yeah, yeah. But there is a silver lining. Despite divorcing him down the road, I, after all these surgeries, which I talked about earlier, the survivor, the silly survivor. You know the creative doll playing, lovely woman I've become over the years. Um, after we got married, I I had a mass on my ovaries, and they're like, "You will never have a child." And so we got busy. <laughs> yeah, I found out supplements. Stra- girls, strawberry supplements, organic is ovarian health. So there's a little side note there. Preach to them, tell. Yeah, me. well, let me tell you, it's a berry blend or strawberry. Um, it it stimulates like ovarian health, and we got we got pregnant in less than a month. My son's gonna be twenty at the uh, the end of November. So I mean, through this crazy mistake of locking my keys in my car and meeting my future ex, I mean this really awesome son came out of it. Who's joining the Air Force this summer? There so we go. yeah, we yeah. talk
0: to the dudes real quick. Dudes, if you see your girl eating a bunch of strawberries. Be worried.
1: <laughs> yeah right. Yeah right. And it's
0: not for the romantic <laughs> it, it, reason. It's not for
1: the romantic it, reason. It's for the
0: appropriation. <laughs> and you will have uh, many of you walking around very soon. Uh, so so what's that like? Like when you're when you're meeting someone new and you're like, did you ever get apprehensive about it? Like,
1: oh, there were yellow lights big time. <laughs> and the, the course up until we got married, it was like wow, there's a complete and total stranger. But, you know, like I said, it's like wanting that perfect story. Like, we met, we knew, we did it, and stayed together 50 years. It didn't pan out like that.
0: Well, it's like one of those things where you're where you're going down this path, and you're like, I am not making the, I don't want to say normal, the... and Are you, are you realizing that as you're doing it? Like, I am being one of those eloping couples. Like, are you saying that in the back of your head and you're just like, I'm just going to do me.
1: I've always been crazy spontaneous individual. I mean, if it feels good, do it. It served me in some areas of my life Uh, and (laughs) others, not so much. So, yeah, I honestly, I didn't think twice. I'm like, I'm in love.
0: (laughs) Did you have to deflect people coming around and saying like, hey, maybe you shouldn't, you know, because I think sometimes people think that they're helping when they're being practical they give you the practical advice but you're like i'm happy doing this so did you ever have to talk to those people who were saying hey pamela like you just met this dude four or five months ago you
1: know it's so weird it's it's like la is so full of people but as far as any close friendships and i've heard this from other people too it doesn't really happen so locally no my family was in illinois And I, honest to God, none of them said anything. My mom even helped me, like, plan a little wedding. I think they knew if they would have said anything to me, I'd be like, well, I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) So nobody, I wish somebody would have come forward and been like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? You don't even know his middle name. Oh, you didn't
0: know his middle name? Not for a while. Okay. But
1: by the wedding, I knew. There
0: you go. Well, there are little details, like, sometimes you don't know in a relationship, like, I dated a girl for like a year and I can't remember her eye color. Like I, if you'd asked me, it's just something I never thought about learning or, you know, right. It's it's weird like that. So, but you just went with it. You, you had a son from it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh, I have a side note though for the women viewers or or excuse me, not viewers, listeners, (laughs) The, the listeners. (laughs) the listeners, ladies, if you're dating a guy, put your hands over your eyes just once. And say, what color are my eyes before you get to a year? Because honest to God, my mom said she had a story about my dad. She did that after they were together years. And he, he said blue and they're green. <laughs> so, yeah, do the test early on. Just, you know, cover your eyes and quiz them. You'll know. Okay. Oh,
0: yeah, there are a lot of little tests. Like if I was giving a, a, a advice, stuff you should ask. Like that's one of them, What are my eye colors. I can't remember the other one. But yeah. there's another question you should ask that I used to tell my friend. I, if I remember it halfway through the podcast, I'll, <laughs> I'll say it. But, yeah, there is lots of little things you can do to test. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because I, yeah. I, I I'm like, oh, crap.
1: Oh, well, you learned, right? <laughs> I learned. I, yeah. That's one of the things I write down. <laughs> um,
0: I do tell, Pete, I do tell uh, my lady friends, they ask for advice. If a dude is really not that nervous when he first talks to you, if he's, like, overly confident... There is a reason why he's confident and not nervous. That means he's probably a player. Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: For sure. Like,
0: I I get it, y'all. Like, ladies, say, say they want confidence. Maybe you want that dude that's fumbling over his words.
1: I'm all about the nerds. Yeah,
0: you want the dude that's a little nervous because the one that is like clockwork, that means he's done this a lot.
1: My ex-husband. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. He had that cockiness going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You second only, one more humble. <laughs> yeah I learned a little
0: you're only good what you practice
1: at. that's right that's right
0: um so d- do you did you do you take that like it worked out because you had a kid yeah do you yeah. take that spontaneity from that and you had good things to pull from it do you apply that to the rest of your life
1: yes and you know what it's been a real gradual education I mean sometimes I'm like damn girl you know you're you're in your 40s, you should know by now. But I'll tell you, it's taken me like a good 20 years to not like leap before thinking because it's just, it's always been my nature. But that particular instance, yeah, I stayed I stayed single for like many, many years before <laughs> I, I met my second husband. I didn't even, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. One parent, one kid, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. so,
0: so you have a kid. So one of the questions I wanna ask you is what advice do you give pertaining to spontaneity, like, passing it down? Because do you – because you're, you're in a conflict <laughs> because spontaneity helped create him. Yeah. And on the other hand, like, you've, you've benefited, but you've also been burned from spontaneity. Like, what knowledge do you pass down with that?
1: You know, it's really funny. That is a great question because my son is currently at Wake Tech. My goal for him was, dude, create your, your – your Go get at least an associate's. Get at least an associate's. Bachelor's even more. And he's been dragging his feet. And a week ago, I met him out for dinner, and he's like, "I have something to tell you." I'm like, "Oh God, what did he do? What did he do?" He's like, "I'm gonna join the Air Force." So he has my genetics. (laughs) He has my genetics. And I guess like my mom and dad weren't like, "What are you doing? Meeting, marrying a guy in six weeks?" I just let him be him but that spontaneity is there and now he's committed he's starting to go he's starting to, He's doing the testing next week and everything else so I mean I definitely try to tell him to take things step by step like right now he's like I'm gonna get in the best shape of my life he has a chronic like pain in his ankle and like don't run right away he's like okay okay so
0: See- I try <laughs> That's the conflict. Like, I sometimes think, like, how am I going to raise McNeil Jr.? <laughs> and I'm like, because I was bad as a kid, principal's office. I'm like. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. You know, ISS, in-school suspension. We was right there. So I'm like, if my kid starts down that path. Am I going to be more chill and be like, Hey, I'm all right.
1: Yeah. I, well, it's it's a weird balance. <laughs> like I said, that's a great question because I see me, little Pamela, etc, coming out in him in those like jump, you know, leaping before thinking. And it's like I, I would feel like a hypocrite to be like, don't do that <laughs> because I've done it and I've managed to survive. So it's like I can only kind of nudge and say, like, little McNeil. One day,
0: exactly.
1: You'll be like, hey, okay, so you got in some, you know, in school suspension once, but uh, you know, maybe try not to like smoke a J out of <laughs> the back or
0: something. It, it depends, like, cause if I read what he did and it wasn't something I would do, like, I'm not impressed by his com- comedic timing or something. Uh, Part of me is gonna be like. Should I be upset that he went to in-school suspension or should I be upset that he went to in-school suspension for telling a poor joke? Like,
1: because oh, that would make me,
0: you're, you have the McNeil name. Like, if you're going right. to go to in-school suspension, yeah. you flip off a teacher uh-huh. like I did. Like, yeah. you, you don't go in-school suspension for not turning in your homework. Like, I'll be very upset about you'd that. You'd be
1: disappointed. Yeah. yeah. You
0: live up to the McNeil name.
1: It's like you wouldn't be able to really look at him in the eye. Like, exactly. You come home from school, hey, dad. You'd be like, eh. What?
0: You got mm-hmm. a trouble you had in trouble for talking back. I McNeil's mean, <laughs> gonna talk back. We curse it teachers.
1: That's right. <laughs> exactly. It is. It's a weird balance. Exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, and I'm sure if your mom hasn't already wished a little McNeil upon you, the curse is real. Oh, so really? you will have a little McNeil. Oh, she wished
0: sure. a bunch of stuff on me.
1: Yeah, she's like, I hope your son is just like
0: you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it'll happen. Um, so let's talk about because um, you said you're a writer as well. Yes. And yes. you've written uh Moms Who Drink and Swear.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, what was that about?
1: Um, it, it's actually, it started as a, a Facebook group. Um, this woman, and her name eludes me right now. I'm sure she's still very much out there. She ended up going on to write books, um, Moms That Drink and Swear. I still swear. Um, okay. I'm, I'm definitely a non-drinker <laughs> now. <laughs> I, I got into that pit one too many times. But back in my happily drinking and uh, swearing days, um, I submit, you know, i she published a couple of my articles, oh. and even a poem that's like, uh, when moms run away. And it's the fantasy mm-hmm. I think a lot of moms have. It's like, I'm out. You get in the car, you get a credit card, you leave, you never come back. And she loved it.
0: So are you, cause one of the things you also, we worked on ADHD, which was about uh, true, ADHD. Um, you d- do Moms Who Drink and Swear. Um, are you a proponent of people being normal and accepting their flaws?
1: Oh God, yes. I mean, I am. I, I'm still a. I'm still a work in progress. Like, pardon my dust. I mean, I'm still growing up. So I mean, I am all accepting of everyone's flaws. I mean, I'm still human. I'm still gonna judge someone if someone doesn't yield as they're coming in traffic. I'm like, really? Did you not take like driving school? Are
0: you a turn signal
1: user? I am. I'm sorry. Can we still be
0: friends? no <laughs> where's that spot in 80
1: <laughs> see I have I have scaled it back okay. I've become a better more upstanding citizen but I'm not like any sort of high level yet
0: I'm the person who flips it as I'm getting over like it's, I'm not oh, well
1: that's yeah yeah
0: I'm a, I like to tell you I'm not asking permission. Like I feel like in life <laughs> they tell you don't ask for permission. Like entrepreneurs say just go for it, don't ask for permission. Right. So I like to apply that to every part of life. So I'm not asking you permission to get over. I'm getting over.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well but the blinker's a nice gesture. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're I think you're goal.
0: Okay, so like I should maybe Maybe I, maybe the entrepreneurs didn't know, mean it for that. Yeah. Like, okay. Right. Fair no, no,
1: no, you got to go for your dreams, but maybe don't like run someone off the road. Fair enough. That'd be a Fair. great bumper sticker.
0: There you go. See? You can have that one. Thank you. You can have it. <laughs> um. So, when you, what, what inspiration did you get when you were writing uh, um,
1: Moms Who Drink and Swear? Um, well, I was a young mom. You were a mom. Yeah, yeah. I, well, single. Okay. I, and, uh, um, like we mentioned um, earlier, I did end up divorcing, you know, my son's dad when he was really young. So, it's like, okay, I can either stay in here and be, like, completely miserable in, like, 10 years and have my soul completely washed <laughs> away. Or I could pull the plug now when he's still in diapers.
0: What was that process like? Because I know people that will stay and oh. they will be sad for a while you
1: see them eating at denny's yeah <laughs> you see the couples with newspapers in each other's faces they, i'm like y'all don't look happy yeah yeah no pull the plug early it was it was hard because but i could see the scope despite being a crazy spontaneous, you know spontaneous kind of gal or recovering spot, spontaneous You're person. working. On yeah it. i'm working on it every day um yeah i saw the end the end result and it's like i would rather my son have no memory of misery or fighting or anything like that so he has like a healthy relationship with him and our we as exes so it's like yeah it's hard it was really hard you know but get through
0: it is it one of those things that both you know technically like y'all both know that we're not this is not working yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It was like, who are you? Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm married? I'm, well, I'm pregnant? What? <laughs> Holy cow. With you? Oh, that weed. Uh, that good Thank you. So yeah. Well, it did some good. <laughs> the son. That's yeah. the son, right? Very good. There 20 year go. old, spontaneous, kind of loose cannon. Yeah. He's
0: okay. a good kid. Uh, I applaud you for pulling the plug. Yeah. I, you know, people don't do that um how do you deal with the scary times like those times when you're like i'm about to do something this is this is going to suck because wars yeah. to suck uh i've never been through one but i know they have to suck
1: they were do. you scared
0: about that like
1: oh yeah it's terrifying and i spent like you know many years after that really struggling to make ends meet um you know my mom was generous i lived with her on and off for about four years so that was a tremendous help as opposed to doing it stone cold on your own so i was really grateful for that but how you deal with it i mean i just i cried a lot and besides just writing some articles um you know in the past like a lot of poetry i mean there's a big old poet in me also and also a. a, Shit ton of drinking. I mean, which <laughs> is not. I, I am not an advocate for that kind of medicating. But yeah, I mean, it was like a lot of a lot of sadness, a lot of misery. But I channeled it healthy writing. But the not so healthy, like mass drinking. So,
0: do you think sometimes? And this is, we're not saying it's good, but do you think sometimes, like maybe doing something unhealthy for a limited period of time is healthy?
1: I think it works for a while. Or we wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I've known plenty of people that abuse food or they're cheaters or gamblers or drinkers or or smoking cigarettes. It's like there's addictive behaviors that are attached. But, you know, if it's a band-aid for a gushing wound, eventually you're going to start losing blood.
0: True, true. Yeah. I just, I just remember like, okay, I went through a breakup and I was like, all right. I was a pig. I was ordering Dominoes, Domino's. Right. And uh, I was smoking all the time. I was drinking. I was like, you got three months. All right. You got three months to just do this, gain like 20 pounds. It's like, and then I was like, all right, three months on the deadline. You know, but uh, you just had to be.
1: That's amazing, though. I mean, it's amazing that you said, okay, this is what I'm going to do because it makes me feel good for now. Yeah. Like, I don't like what the real feelings are, so I'm going to eat too much. I'm going to drink too much. Domino's is delicious. Domino's is back to that Southern California sticky (laughs) (laughs) way. Yeah, Yeah, the eating thing. But no, I mean, it's awesome that you were able to say, I'm done. Then there's other people, you know, that it just keeps accumulating. You know, you know some people like that, you know, it's like it gets out of control. So yeah, I think you did well. You look good now.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. So you got over
1: it, obviously had to yeah i
0: have people in my friend's group that are brutally honest
1: that's awesome yeah
0: i feel like you gotta have those people though yes yes
1: you really do yeah and i've only met mine like recently i mean over the years yeah like you said earlier before the marriage it's like no one told me no (laughs) but the older i've become too and also moving here i've met like an amazing group of women that it's like uh you're full of shit right now pamela and i'm like <gasps> but now i'm like yeah you're right
0: well you're you're also doing sketch comedy with the uh, uh, with virginia i forgot what i
1: forgot oh, what, um, oh no not venus uh, no not venus flytrap that's well, one group
0: yeah you just uh, recorded a youtube video
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. dear sirs. I'll give them a plug. Yeah, yeah. Shout Um, out to dear sirs. Dear sirs, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) But yeah, we do sketch comedy, and that's like the greatest outlet in the world. If I could get paid to be funny all the time.
0: There you go. Uh,
1: Yeah, isn't that every entertainer's dream?
0: It is. It's like just to be able to focus on that one facet of life. Yes. And not have to worry about generating income. Right.
1: Get paid to play. Like, that seriously is my ultimate goal. Okay. And, you know, working with Dear Sirs, they're a funny group. They do great sketches. Virginia Wallace, I love you, Virginia. I hope you... You have to
0: say it in a country accent, like, I "I love love you, Virginia. Virginia. You're
1: the best. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, she's written um, two of them that I'm in, and they're real funny. And, like, you know, you show up, and it's just like... Oh, my God, what a great day. I can be on set for 14 hours and eat, like, a bagel and be content. <laughs>
0: it's it. Time flies by when you're, like, doing something you enjoy.
1: Amen, brother.
0: Uh, It's also a curse because you're, like, when you go do something you don't enjoy, you're, like, oh, my goodness. Tick. 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 Tick.
1: I, oh, in some of my office jobs, I used to put a post-it over all the clocks. Like, really? Is oh, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Really? I couldn't do it. I almost had a stroke at a job once. <laughs> low ceilings my back to the door cubicles i was taken off in an ambulance i'm like that no more of that man (laughs) i'm gonna be an artist that's (laughs) it. it i don't care if i starve
0: um so you're an actress um are there any more other mistakes or any times you doubted yourself along the way
1: yeah i do um and i've doubted myself a lot it kind of for me it kind of goes back to that ageism Mm -hmm. in a way um and things are changing a lot i mean there's roles for women that are above like 22 years old and really good roles and so you know on occasion i'm like are you still chasing that silly kid dream are you still trying to do this big thing, you know, get recognition, get that, you know, happiness. I because it's pure joy. Acting for me, improv, drama it doesn't matter. It's pure joy. And when it thins out, it's like, man, do I need to walk away from this? But if it's in your blood, it's like you can't not do it. So yeah, sometimes sometimes I do kind of regret not getting into a company and climbing up the ladder and now i'm this and now i'm a vice president now i'm a you know and i've even been um properly scolded by parents for like well you're you know you're too old pamela to like really do anything so you might as well i'm like what
0: (laughs) i i've relieved a lot of stress over the past few months shout out to uh claire my therapist
1: rock Uh, on claire
0: There is fine, by the way, but we won't even touch that
1: subject. Give me your number, I probably. (laughs) She she is
0: smoking. Uh, She's graduating soon, so she's gonna have to leave me. Oh yeah, Uh, but um, there is no timeline on comedy, and it's like I was creating this internal timeline where I was like, "What if I don't make it by thirty? What if I don't make Mm. it by forty or 50 And it's like there's no internal timeline society creates this timeline when you're supposed to stop doing what you love. Um, yeah. And I just learned to ignore that. Like A lot of people yeah. don't get to do what they love. I feel like they're jealous in a way sometimes because yeah. they don't have something that they love doing purely out of joy.
1: That is, you know what? That is a lost life. I, I it. We're back to the Denny's couple with the newspapers <laughs> in each other's faces. It's it, like pure misery and they're 60, 70, 80 and it's like, Whoa! You haven't lived an ounce.
0: Exactly. And
1: your life's almost over.
0: It's crazy to think about, but like I, am, I have enjoyed my job because I got to see those people who are like in their sixties or seventies, and they're like always complaining, and they, yes. and I'm like go, and I'll tell them to go do it, go do what they want to do, and I'm like, well, I have to do this first and this first. I'm like, I, I never want to be that person.
1: I don't ever want to be a shoulda, coulda, woulda person. Yeah and that's that's what i'm hearing you say and it's like so actually you've given me that oomph back like you said if you you know the the mistakes or regrets or anything like that anything the doubt the doubt that sneaks up just talking to you and hearing your input on this too i'm i'm happy in my you know my choice because i wake up every morning and it's like some gigs are paid some are deferred so you know that's the nature of the business that i'm in but I couldn't imagine doing anything else exactly yeah
0: and and something that you said that like resonated with me is like even in a corporate job or even in like a regular job like I remember walking uh, at the, we have like a Hall of Fame for our job right yeah. like people who've done it all and like at the end of the day if on my deathbed I was like I never made the, I, the IBM Hall of Fame like I wouldn't care like but if I Stop telling jokes. I know at Sammy. I'd be like, I stopped being the kid who loved making people laugh. Right. And that's what I think about. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And everything you told me prior that I won't mention. On,
0: oh, you can yeah. mention. I don't know what I told you, but go ahead and mention it. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah I got yeah, to we'll, hold off on yeah, that for two months. Yeah, we're going to hold on that, yeah. Two months. But,
1: yeah. I mean, that is play. Yeah. And that is, that will add such a repertoire to your comedy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah,
0: exactly. I
1: mean, I'm going to see you in six months and you'll be like, Pamela, I'm on this stage on this night <laughs> and I, the, the amount of material I have is mind-blowing and I'll be there. Please
0: do. Yeah. You'll have a free ticket, by the way. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you very much. You don't
0: have much. to worry yeah. about a thing. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you, well, first of all, I want to give you a compliment.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I stop people before they get on the show mm-hmm. and, uh, your name is first in Google. Your picture is not second. Actually, it's first and second. Your image shows up first and second when I Google your name.
1: Rock on. There you go. Now put I'm that on little, your resume. I, I, do you put that on your resume? I would. Like, what do you say? Like,
0: Google me, bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pamela D-hearted, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't Google too often because I'm afraid. (laughs) Like I said, if this was a five-hour show, like, now I'm really getting warmed up and I guess we're, like, kind of drawing towards you know No, if you have another oh, story. Hit me with I've it. I got Oh my god. Cuz what is, I'm afraid to google myself <laughs> because I'm afraid of what's going to pop up.
0: What would pop up? We cannot like my listeners now want to know what would pop yeah, up. Yeah, I
1: know. Again, you'll have to fast forward or edit everything up to this point. I'm um, sending sending pictures. Sending like, you know, nudie but the whole nine yards. Okay. You got and, burned. Uh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone that has the, the evidence will be like, oh, I got this on her. But yeah, I'm just like, oh, it's just a body. It's <laughs> just a butt. It's just this. It's just that. Then I learned about the cloud. Oh, like, I'm like, a what? A what? I was, I was, you know, because I'm not, I'm a complete tech tart. I. You know, I almost want to keep myself in the dark. I saw Terminator. I don't dig any robots doing nothing, you know? So, Let
0: yeah. Let me tell you something. Please. Except that it's too late. Accept <laughs> it. If you have a laptop, if you have anything on your phone, anything in your house that connects to the internet... It probably has a camera somewhere and it's seen you. Yeah. So I've accepted it. Yeah. If I ever get famous, my dick pics are coming out. Okay. I've accepted it. I just make sure that I have the right lighting when I take them so they look well.
1: That's true. You know? Yeah. You got to edit the hell out <laughs> exactly. of that. Exactly.
0: Like, they're going to look well when they come out. But yeah. like I've accepted it. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, are you going to be upset? Like, we're heading towards technology. Like, on your deathbed, are you going to be upset? oh, someone saw my dick. Like, no, you'll be okay.
1: See, and that's really awesome too because when I was younger, you had to get the pictures developed. So you're taking your camera, your film, into a place that some dude, some woman's gonna like see. And a lot of times they would confiscate. Like they wouldn't print pornographic type images. So you'd have to send them out to some weird... You know, photo lab out in like, you know, Kewanee, Illinois, or something to get your sexy pictures back.
0: Two oh. things. Yeah, please. Uh, one, we're going to have to talk about, it. we're going to have to translate <laughs> stuff that you do now versus what you had to do back in the day.
1: Oh, that's not, we should do a whole <laughs> different show on that. And now that we're evolving into this. Oh, yeah. How, how do you send nudes back in the day? Oh, you had to go to the store and pick them up then. Like, do and you you're hand them to the person? well you hand the film in you know you well you had to fill out a little envelope a little sticky you drop the roll in there or the camera like it's disposable they still have those and you know they go out for processing and if they're too raunchy i didn't get too crazy you know as a teen or 20s it was like yeah, modest sort of nudity stuff um sometimes you wouldn't get your film back because it was considered pornographic and these places you would deposit your film to get printed would, yeah, you just, you wouldn't see, they're probably in someone's basement somewhere, some, (laughs) look at Pamela at 16, she's really hot. Oh oh my
0: goodness, look at those (laughs) face.
1: Wow, I like that nice permy hair, it's awesome. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, So, so, because one of the things about
0: new nude photos now is like when you break the ice to send a nude photo. So how does that translate back then? Like at what point do you send a nude photo when do you break the ice? Do you slide it under the door? Do you uh, send it in the mail? Send
1: it in the mail send it in the mail but anyone that ever received any cheeky pictures of me I was dating okay so it was like a mutual like hey you know I'd love to have pictures of you in my or you know whatever it was and it's like okay <laughs> and you know you would end up getting them printed And God forbid they someone I had someone keep negatives, which is you know I I don't know how much you know about talking. I know what negatives are. Okay, I don't want to. But my
0: listeners may not.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's the yeah yeah Google it Uh, and Pamela D Hardy (laughs) (laughs) number one Pamela Hardy in your face in your face. Um, but yeah, the negatives, uh, there was a few times I'm like, wait, I have a picture of this, but no negatives for this image. So you don't know who swiped them along the way either. But yeah, for me, it was like, you know, it wasn't like a, hey, look at my, look at my cute little lingerie outfit to some random guy. I mean, it didn't, at least the people I knew, it didn't work that way. You were dating.
0: Did you, like, how do you sex? Do you sext through uh, mail now? Like, do you, <laughs> do you send people letters of
1: man, you know, you're making me think if the internet and social media was back then, I would have been a (laughs) slut. I am so glad I was not, like, young during all this, which is a whole other thing. But yeah, I would have to, um, yeah, slip it to him. Um, I had one put in, like, his homework book, you know, from school to, to stumble upon. I know, um, I've had friends that it. Like, their boyfriend show their buddies. I mean, of course. Yeah. Especially if it's a good shot. So, um, I feel
0: like it's collateral damage. Like, you have to accept that. when they, Especially yeah. when they're young, it's probably going to happen.
1: Well, I, okay, if we're going to get one step deeper, like, video uh, taping. Taping, like, being with uh, a guy, which is something I did in my 20s. I'm like, as soon as we're done with this, we watch it and we're erasing it. So, yeah, that, that was that too. But, like you said, any physical evidence had to be destroyed. Okay. But now it's in the cloud, it's man. It's in the cloud. Forget it.
0: Oh, I've accepted it. Like, it's, it's, it's 2006, <laughs> it's 2019. People are going to see everybody now. You just got to I'm not people. turning
1: against you. My back's starting to hurt. Oh, no. No, do This worry. This, <laughs> this
0: futon is 50 bucks, and it is not very comfortable. It feels
1: every penny of that $50 <laughs> right in my back.
0: <laughs> if I was if I was not having to move soon, I would replace it. Cause,
1: yeah. No, I'm all about goodwill for it. Hey, it It didn't get it out, burn it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I was able to move in, in two hours. Like That's how much of a minimalist I am.
1: You and I are such similar creatures. I'm serious. Yeah. Like I, I just like I dispose of it all. I pack up a car trunk. See, there's my spontaneous self, but it's also minimalist.
0: The the question I ask myself whenever I buy it is, how long is it going to take me to move? And if right. it's if it's this is the only thing that requires two people. That's it.
1: Is that why I saw the piano by the road? On the way in? Oh, no, that's
0: not mine. That's probably... <laughs> p- <laughs>
1: I'm messing with you. Is there a piano by the
0: road? Because I need one.
1: Well, no. I was okay. just... I wish there was a piano. I'm
0: actually, <laughs> I'm actually in the market for a
1: piano. See, why did I even bring that up?
0: I am upset with you now.
1: No, I am slightly psychic, but that's a whole other topic, too. There's I mean, one
0: on Craigslist in Holly Springs right now, and I'm trying to talk them down from 375 to $200. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying it. It's, it's a big leap I
1: hope you have a truck and a couple
0: friends <laughs> well no it's a it's a keyboard oh
1: yeah. okay so we're not talking like no, a, no you no, know no, no. 800 no, no I
0: can throw it in the car <laughs>
1: oh well shoot okay all
0: right uh, what other mistakes you uh you alluded to when we were talking yeah. about uh um, hooking up with directors or something I don't know exactly what we were talking about <laughs> and I said that I would just be a hoe in Hollywood <laughs> you, you made a joke and then yeah. I don't
1: um, you know what there was there was a director um, he's he's not a name or anything I'd like to you know hey, well uh, I, I betted uh, Tarantino you know <laughs> yeah. but no that did not happen um, but yeah there I went in for an audition and um, he said to me he's just like oh well you know um, there's a part I want you to read for uh, this weekend And, you know, I'm not a brainiac, but, yeah, you get the creep factor. But, of course, like, oh, it could be the part. It could be the part. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll come read for it. And I I went to his Hollywood Hills home on a Saturday, and it was softcore porn. (laughs) He was the only one home. What a surprise. Um, We sat poolside, and I'm reading this, and I'm like, halfway through I started laughing because I do have a great sense of humor I'm like come on are you for real I said I'm you know I'm just trying to work and he was old as dirt too I mean at the time I was like early 20s but you know 60s wrinkled oh wow and he's like well if you're looking for work you know um I'm looking for someone to like iron <laughs> iron, and maybe do like cleaning. Um, I could pay you X amount, you know, to come back next week. And I'm like, really needed money. I mean, one of the greatest stories I've ever heard um, about uh, someone trying to up and come in Hollywood was Charlize Theron. She was, she went to the ATM machine um, at the end of her rope and she could not get money out of the ATM because her account was so low or maybe negative. She just freaked out and started kicking the hell out of the machine and swearing. She got a role. It was her breakout role. Really? For like, being so poor. So, you know, I wish my story ended like that. But no, I was there next week as he's smoking a joint poolside and I'm ironing shirts going, What the hell am I doing for 30 <laughs> bucks to help make friends? So. There is
0: a section of Reddit you should probably add that story to. There's a section of Reddit that said, like The worst things that I've ever done for money and uh
1: oh i have got to text myself that (laughs) all right yeah i will awesome yeah
0: yeah. it's on reddit there are (laughs) some crazy stories out there
1: no kidding that's so badass oh i've got like like i said we could do this for the next few hours (laughs) i mean you know i got comfortable about a half hour with you but now you know it's on
0: uh we'll do a part two like uh there are people i've invited back for part two to get updated on Yeah, Um, just to hear about some of the mistakes you've made because
1: you're alluding
0: to the fact that you have made a plethora of mistakes.
1: I really have. I mean, I'm sitting here as the sun's going down and I'm smiling about it because you know what? I survived. I got to the other side and, you know, it's like it's a slow curve of learning for me. You know, pardon my dust. I am like I am a flawed individual, and you asked earlier, like, what do you think of people who flaw? I'm like, bring them all to me. I will comfort you. I will make you a sandwich. I can't, yeah, I can't judge. I really can't because of, you know, some of the messes I've made.
0: You can't judge, but can you motivate? There is a part of the podcast that I do that I ask people to give a motivational speech.
1: I can do that.
0: And uh, I'm gonna put about a minute or two on the clock. Okay. And uh, I want you to just act like you're. I'm not even here. Okay. Uh, usually I have music, but I did not set that up. Okay. Um, I want you to give a motivational speech. Act like you're talking to either a younger you or a bunch of group of middle schoolers. You're giving a TED talk. Okay. I'm not yeah. here.
1: Okay, great. I snap my
0: fingers. I'm going.
1: All right. No, we'll snap it when we're up on the one minute, or 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 give me a give me a winding up. Like okay, yeah, give it a like. All right, all right. Hey, I'm Pamela D. Hardy, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me today. Um, Over the last forty something years, I have learned a lot of things in life, and one of them is that the only thing that will get you down is yourself. Um, I have flogged myself for my mistakes over my years um, and the various crossroads that I've come to. You don't have to do that. Above anything else, you have to realize that absolutely no one is perfect. I don't care your background, sex, religion, creed, etc. What you have when you look in the mirror, that's all you got. So you can make a choice to like, Get up and be content with yourself despite anything you might have done. And know that nobody can take that light from you. That light is yours to own and nurture it. Um, You know, even if you're 10 years old listening to this, you can think about yourself as a 5-year-old and say, You know what? Come on up here, kid, and give yourself a hug. Because it's really only you as you wake up in the morning and brush your teeth, doing your hair, shaving, whatever you're doing, it's you that has to live with you. So above anything else, love yourself. Even if it's hard, there's a great phrase I love, it's called fake it till you make it. And it's even up on my mirror on a post-it note, fake it till you make it. You might not feel it today, like "Uh, I only kinda like myself. Point at yourself and say, Man, I can't wait till tomorrow. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, Man, I can't wait for tomorrow. And if anyone ever hears you saying that as you're doing it, and they say, Well, what's tomorrow? Say, I get better every day.
0: There we go. You get better every day. One of the things you said during your motivational speech uh, was, what was it? Uh, You said that you fake it till you make it and i feel like that's so true because sometimes you just have to if you when you pretend to be happy sometimes it it resonates like you're smiling it goes through you have you had to do that before
1: Oh my God! Absolutely. Um, You know there there have been times where I had to be um, in front of judges for various things. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's part two. two. Okay. Make a note because I'm gonna forget. I've had so many. Yeah, you better write part two, Pamela, because it's gonna get real good next time. If all of you've tuned in just because you're my friend or McNeil's friend, (laughs) the next one will be better. I promise.
0: Pamela. Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna write Pamela is. Has been in the criminal system. Yeah.
1: Do not Google that, <laughs> No, for uh, a very you know divorce uh, lawsuits. I mean, you yeah, it's crazy. Um, I got so off track, getting paranoid about that. What was your question? Oh, I asked you about
0: <laughs> faking it till you faking make it. Faking it
1: till you make it. Yeah, I had. This to. doesn't have
0: to do with identity theft, do it? Does no, it? No, okay. no, no, no.
1: But um. Yeah, I had to, uh, a deposition okay. I had to do, and they were really, I knew they were going to grill my entire per- persona, who I am. They um, were able to um, obtain notes from my therapy sessions, so they came in guns blazing. Wait, bringing, yeah, bringing up stuff from my childhood, my past, sitting in a room, and I had to be like, mm-hmm.
0: Wait, Claire could snitch on me? My therapist...
1: Claire, you never would do that, would you? Claire, please don't. Only if it is, um, and I'm—I I can't remember the actual law term, but they can—the um, opposing team, if it's called for, can get that information. Claire, <laughs> Claire, don't do it! Don't do it, Claire! But <sighs> having to sit there and have your very life like thrown in your face in an ugly way a horrible nasty like not real life but trying to gain the upper hand it's that was hard
0: did you you have to be nice
1: no I didn't have to I had to answer under oath I mean you had to answer the questions but
0: I get I get petty see that's the thing I know we joked about divorce that's one reason I don't want to go through divorce because I can get petty like I will be petty
1: well you know people
0: get hurt I will fall. I will fight tooth and nail for a pair of flip flops. Like sit, really? yes, just to be <laughs> petty. Your favorite pair of flip flops. I will sit. I will pay all the lawyer fees. I will go into mountains of debt just to get a pair of flip flops. That's hmm. how petty I would be. During.
1: Okay. Well, um, being single probably suits you really well. <laughs> no, just turn it over.
0: Cause if I commit to that, yeah.
1: No, you want it. I mean, yeah. you, you that's the six week marriage. Exactly. I mean, it's like we wanted it. We mm-hmm. really both did. I, I joked about the smoking <laughs> the weed, but yeah. I mean, we really loved each other. It just It's a beautiful thing. Too fast, too fast, too furious <laughs> too, too fast, stopped. too furious.
0: <laughs> fast and furious is a great franchise. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um
0: another question I wanted to ask you or I wanted to comment on mm-hmm. that I've had to deal with is accepting that you're the only one who answers for your decision. Well, you don't answer for your decision. You're the one who has to to look yourself in the mirror. Amen. You touched on that. So, that resonates with doing comedy or doing what you really like to do because if you're not happy internally, you're the one who knows it and has to deal with that.
1: That's right. That's right. And there's been many a moon that I've lived through that I couldn't even look at myself in the eye. Really? For mistakes, for choices, for depression and whatnot. And it's like, it's taken me um, decades really to get to the point that I love myself.
0: I've heard people say that before yeah. like, it, it takes a while to was it more of you didn't like the decisions you had made in the past or
1: oh, well consequences okay. Yeah consequences, the spontaneous <laughs> nature making really, really poor choices, poor mis- you know decisions, mistakes. And not maybe doing the same things over, but doing it in a different variation. <laughs> and it's like, you know, Pamela, when are you going to love yourself enough to treat yourself like your own best friend? It's like, wow, what a concept.
0: It's, it's funny because I've read books where they're like, most people treat people, they treat other people better than they treat themselves. And yeah. if you treat yourself like you would, Treat a best friend then you treat yourself a lot better Um, another thing that I try not to do is once I know because I used to be the person that'd be like all right like I had I had a person we kept trying to get back together Mm -hmm. and one of the things I had to finally accept is like we know that this course doesn't work so why do I stay on this course like and I had to accept that it is okay to do something different and it not work but we got to stop doing something the same thing that we know for sure doesn't
1: well, I mean, I know you've probably heard the definition of insanity.
0: Oh, yeah, I was insane for a while.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, I, and we're, we're human. Yeah. See, that's just it, too. Like, we're human. So, all the flawed people come to me. You know, <laughs> I, I will not judge you. They're the little mistakers. But it's like, you know, we, we all do it in exactly. some avenue, whether it's like, like we were saying earlier, gambling or overspending or, uh, you know, just. Being a cheater if you're married. Yeah, I mean, there's always, like, something you keep doing. You're getting fed somehow.
0: Exactly.
1: But, you know, there's this really, really old Indian man I used to know. He was such a great guy. He passed a few years ago. But um, he used to say all the time with his accent, he'd be like, enjoy your misery at least. At least enjoy it. You're choosing it. (laughs) And he'd almost sing it. He'd be like, enjoy your misery. Enjoy it because you're choosing it oh
0: so you should just enjoy it
1: don't don't complain I mean you're doing it yeah so you know make make a better choice love yourself love yourself
0: I like enjoying your misery just if you're gonna do it have fun
1: three months dominoes and lots of drinks oh there we go yeah you in a way it fed you (laughs) not just literally (laughs) but in other ways but yeah you were kind of sitting in your own caca and you're like okay but I'm done now you (laughs) got out
0: you got out so what do you want to leave the people with
1: um I think I think embrace who you are mistakes flaws and all um it's it's you that lives with you and treat you well
0: there we go and a mistake that I made is if you're recording you should always turn on the lights because it's going to get darker sometimes (laughs) but I'm going to live with it and I learned from that uh, thank you for being on the show yeah thank you that was humor and mistakes guys thanks oh thank you I, rock on I don't know what to do after that we will go to high <laughs> five <laughs> thank you there we go